Are you uh, ready? Yes, we are. That is dangerous. It's decaf. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't dangerous because it's because it's decaf. It's not dangerous. It's not caffeine. Right. But I don't ever drink caffeine. That is a problem. Right. You just want me to put it over here? Yeah, away well, yeah. So you're going to drink it during this session? Oh, wait, there's no food or drink allowed in here. Okay. Well, you know what? We'll just, we'll just, let's just not bring attention to it. So, <laughs> as we start this next session, we promised we would give you some more love lessons. But um, do you ever remember love lesson number one? Notice. Num number two, yeah, love, value, and appreciate, forgive, and serve. But number two is the love lesson is to forgive, but what happens when it's hard to and how to do that? Well, we're going to, we just decided we're going to continue on this. Is that okay? Because we all have opportunities to forgive. And I just want to tell one simple story of um, uh, one time, um, I wasn't, I'm just going to, she won't mind me sharing this, but for years and years, my sister-in-law and I, she just didn't like me. Like was not her number one thing and she did not get me. And now that I know communication goals, I can understand why she didn't like me is because she just didn't, she didn't respect that whole part of my personality. You know what I mean? And so, but I just spent, you know, years having her want to like me, just please, like I would give her presents and like, she just didn't like me and she made it obvious. But then I offended her deeply and I heard about it later and I was like oh my gosh I said and so she didn't tell me I heard about it through the grapevine you know how it does or do I'm the only one with family dynamics you hear from someone else that someone's mad at you so I thought I am going to um, apologize to her and so we lived in different cities, but I was in her city, and before she left that day, I said, listen, can I just stop for a minute? And these are not comfortable conversations for me, but I just said, you know what? I would like to apologize for this. Maybe I should do this in the next session. No, we can, we'll just do this, layers of apology now. We'll okay. make it work. We're going to make it work, yeah. <laughs> and so what I said to her, this is good, <laughs> I guess. Okay, so I said, so I said I had been learning more about how an apology isn't about me, it's about that person and how that made them feel. So I said to her, I said, listen, I just want to apologize. I've heard that I really offended you when I did this. And I, I, and you know, when I did that thing, to be honest, you guys, it was seriously not a big deal. I just said one thing that was taken way further than I thought. I would never have dreamed that this would even bother her, never mind deeply offend her. So I could have just gone, she's upset about that? Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's ridiculous. That's not how you apologize. No. So when I apologized, I really did. I said, Lord, help me to get into her head and why this would have bothered her and just get into why this hurt her. So I said, I just want to apologize for, for this. This must have made you feel this and this and this. And for that, I am deeply sorry. Will you forgive me? And she went, I don't know. You guys have been in these situations. And I said, well, um, I really can't believe that that would make you feel this. You know, that was, my intention is this for you. And this is this. Is there anything that I can do to make up for that thing that I did for you? Is there anything that you can think of that I could do to show how much I am sorry? Will you forgive me? And she says, well, you know what? 
when you did that, it made me feel. And then she got her finger out there and just blasted me. It made me feel this and that and that and that. And you know what else? You are da, 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 da. Now, that's when you want to rise up and go, oh, really? Do you want to know how I experience you, you cold-hearted da, 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 da? <laughs> this is how fights start, you guys. This is how it starts. And so I wanted to do that. But the Lord had been doing work. And I hope you're hearing us talk about our heart. You can't do this stuff by behavior and just putting a plan in place. You've got to have a heart that's ready for this. And so I had been praying about this. I said, Lord, soften my heart, melt me in your love so that I can love extravagantly and unconditionally. I'm going to love her even when she's blasting me. I'm going to see that she's blasting me because she's in pain. I'm going to blast me because she herself is in pain. And that's why she's not feeling heard. And that's why she's jumping out. So as she was doing this for me, it was hard. It was like years and years of offense that she was just making known and remembering all the things that I had accidentally offended her with. And I felt it was against me personally, not just about what I had done, but you are that kind of person. And as she turned it to shame, because there's a difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is that's what you did, but shame is that's who you are. And when you are put into a place of shame, you're paralyzed there because you'll never be something different. That's who you are. So when she turned it to dun, 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 to who you are, I literally felt Jesus just saying, whispering in my ear and just saying, Audrey, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to whisper in your ear who you are to me as she's yelling at you. I'm going to remind you of the real you, the song that I've given you to sing. I'm good. And I'm sure there was evidence of that. I'm not saying I was a perfect person. I'm just saying that I don't see where I offend people. But I did. But when it came to who you are, I heard the voice of Jesus speaking over her loud voice. I heard the still small voice of Jesus reminding me, I'm going to protect your heart during this moment right here. That's an important point. You can ask Jesus to protect your heart while you're in a conversation. He can literally shield you and you can remain in a place of love. So in that moment, I just said, I, I wanted to just react to that and to stick up for myself and explain myself and defend myself. But I said, wow, that's a lot of pain that I've caused you. That is a lot of pain I've caused you. I just, with all my heart, ask you, will you please forgive me? And she did this again. Okay. I was like, okay. And I you know, gave her an, I call it an ironing board hug. like hugging an ironing board, you know? I, but, I, <laughs> no, you're not. Oh my gosh, no, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. okay. We're in public. <laughs> but you know the ironing board hug I'm talking about. You've, you've given those before. It's like hugging an ironing board. But she walked out, and then as I said, we didn't, we didn't live in the same city, so I didn't see her here. But um, um, about a month later, I had to text her about some kind of a family deal, and she texted me back. And you know what? She says, love you, bye. And that was about probably 12 years ago. Today, we are so in love with each other as friends. 
I never, that was the breakthrough that it took. It just takes one person to just humble themselves and learn how to apologize without any expectations and you can bring rest, the beginning of a restoration. You can never control how the other person's gonna respond, but you get to do your part. Right? So we would like to teach you the layers of an apology. I know you all know what an apology is, but most people don't know the layers of an apology and how they work. Is that okay? This is a great love lesson. Just learn how to deeply apologize. Go ahead. Oh, you want me to do this? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll try and do it fast because we want to cover a lot in these next 30 minutes. Number one, say I'm sorry. Number two, get and acknowledge what you did. I did this and this and this. But the third one is probably the most important. It, these are the words, it must have made you feel. You just get into their business rather than all about your business. Think about the pain that that caused you. Go deep with it. The more you describe their pain, the more you're going to get into their heart. The more you use words to say, that must have made you feel hurt. That must have made you feel betrayed. That must have made you feel lost. That must have made you feel this. We have had people that were counseling after an affair that they've never actually deeply apologized to each other. They just presume that you know that they're sorry. No, this is deeply looking into each other's eyes. This is a heart thing where eyes are the window of the heart. You've got to look into their heart and say, I deeply apologize for it as must have made you feel. I want to tell you the tendency. Most people mess up after number two. They can say, I'm so sorry I did that. So they do one and two really well. But instead of doing this, number three, which is what? It made, must have made you feel. Usually people do this on number three. I did this because, I did that because this is what I meant. I didn't mean to hurt you. I did this because I was doing this. And you know what you're doing? You're explaining yourself. It doesn't work. Explain yourself actually makes it worse. You think it's going to fix it and make it all make sense. It will never make sense. You hurt that person. So you explaining that person to yourself does not make an ex does not make, you're going to explain it and you're going to, you do it every time. You're going to, we, do, we all don't even know we do it. We explain it, why we did it, and we make it all about us. I, this is why I did it. I did it this because this, and you have to understand that I did this because you did that. Oh, now you're really into dangerous territory. That is not apologizing. That's just fighting. Sorry. Well, not necessarily. Oh, profound one. Let us Re know. Remember. <laughs> remember. Because in my communication goal, I'm going to communicate that I'm right. And so I have been guilty of this often. He does one and two, but not three well. I don't do number three very well simply because a lot of times I feel as though her emotions and her feelings are, they're just too exaggerated. You know, you're, you're blowing this thing out of proportion. Oh, do that You're making three? a mountain out of a molehill. Oh, that's going to help me. You understand what I'm saying? And, that and, makes and, me feel And awful. you didn't hear me. That's and so what you do. I yeah. feel as though I need to not necessarily defend myself, but better explain myself. Because I have good reason for 
possibly what I did. And if I offended you, well, I'm sorry, that wasn't my intention. intention. But, and there's that but, but I didn't mean to. And you're overreacting. I was actually doing this, and I made, because I felt like this. He makes it all about <laughs> so him. So what happens is that a lot of times is that we hit a stalemate here. This is where fights usually stop, stop and start, and it becomes a cycle in your relationship. Mm-hmm. And then what we, what uh, uh, Gottman uh, uh, did a survey, and they talk about uh, marriages. 69% of all marriages live with unresolved conflict and buried pain. 69%, meaning this, you only have 31% of mercy. And so you wonder why you have a short fuse. You wonder why you're always blowing your top. You wonder why you're, you know, over-exaggerating things. Simply because over time you have suppressed so much pain, you have built up 69% that you only have 31. So it's like, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. No, that's because I have so much that I have you know, uh, been unwilling to face or neglect. We have so much conflict, so much friction between us that all of a sudden we're blowing all the time. So rather than enjoying the benefits of our union of oneness, we choose then to live the side-by-side life. Now I'm just going to carry on my responsibilities, you carry on your responsibilities, but what we want you to experience is the benefit of your union of oneness. Therefore, you've got to begin to deal with that unresolved conflict. You have to learn the skill of an apology. And it's a skill that you practice. Like, isn't this good? This is good she, stuff. She, over the years, has actually instructed me. Well, just in, because... No, no, in conversation. Because I want you, like, it's not... Well, okay, you, you talk. Yeah. Since we started teaching this, we still both do it wrong. That's why I'm trying to plug this through is you might be writing down the notes, but honestly, when you're in that moment and the emotions are high, you just automatic, it's automatic. You've driven the car down that road before and you're going to drive it again. And so when we started actually putting words to it and learning the layers and learning how this works, that's when I I had to stop Bob. And it was hard for me because I don't like conflict and I don't like to stop him. But I said, honey, listen to yourself. You're totally explaining and defending yourself and making this all about you. And I came no, no, no. to you with See, a hurt. Explaining yourself and defending yourself, that I get. But then when she says you're making it all about you, oh, oh, oh really? <laughs> you know, and that was a real hard pill to swallow. Yeah. But the whole thing is, is that ego always seeks to preserve your own self-perception. And you don't like to be wrong. You don't, especially when you're right. (laughs) Okay, you don't like to, and it's just like, (laughs) I'll explain it this way, or I can explain it this way, whatever it might be. But the whole thing is, is that I am still making it all about me. You see, and that is ego. That is me trying to preserve my self-perception. So will then I choose to humble myself? Because in humility, God says he opposes the proud, but he gives his grace to the humble. You see, when you are choosing to humble yourself and serve one another, that's when you begin to experience the promises of God, the provision of God, the life of God. That's when his realities become yours. 
And so the whole thing is, is that, again, in our relationship and in our marriage, God's a part of it. He's an integral he's, part he's of it. A, he's 100% him. in. I'm yes. 100% in. And so the whole thing is, is that we not, may not be connecting, but the whole thing is, Father, I choose to connect with you. And in connecting with you, I will not give up on her. Okay? Okay? So, and I'm saying just, this was as close as six months ago, after we've been teaching this stuff, we're learning this skill. We are practicing this skill together. This apology thing, it sounds like the simplest, this sounds like kindergarten stuff, but it's not. Because we will have a couple right in front of us, it just happened last week, and there was an affair, and we said, say, or there was another situation, and we said, tell them, that must have made you feel, remember number three? That, what I did... And by the way, when you didn't even mean to do something, it's hard to apologize. So you think, why should I apologize? You don't apologize, you apologize because you obviously hurt the person. That's what you're apologizing for. It may not have been your intention, but that's what happened. And for that, you can apologize for. I, I might not have understood, but that's okay. Because whatever it was, as stupid as it might seem, it hurt your heart. Okay. For that, I am sorry. So we would have a couple right in front of us and say, it must have made you feel, and the guy did this. This is the honest truth. That must have made you feel, well, you know I didn't mean to. Like, honestly, he said, I, I didn't, like, that, but you don't know what you did to me. That's why I did that. Like, you don't know how much you hurt me. He did it right in front of us when we were asking him to do it the other way. Defend I'm just telling you, you're going to resist doing it this way. It's going to be hard. and deflecting are huge you know the defending and the deflecting tends to almost uh be the the um default in, you know in human because nature especially because i had the right of course i hurt you because you obviously hurt me so i was just doing this right. and so you're explaining it that way but okay. anyway he got but when he did start doing number three that must have made you feel the wife for the first time felt heard and she it, it broke her and she started crying he said, and I said, go further. How else did it make her feel? Well, it must have made you feel completely alone and lost. And then can you see what would have happened to the wife? She goes, wow, you're, for the first time in our married life, you're hearing my pain mm -hmm. and hearing my heart. So what I want to do next is I'd like... Do I have to finish the layers? No, it, you're not. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you could help me. And then I need you to bring the chair you're sitting in, okay, or the one next to you. Just bring up a chair, good. And the gentleman there on the, yep, you come on up as well. Does he need a chair? No, he doesn't. No, no, all we need is one chair. And then you here in the aqua shirt, is that what you call it? In man language, it's blue. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> come on up, come on up. Okay, good, good, good. All right, go ahead, bring the chair right here. Good, right there. Awesome. Okay, so what I'd like to do is uh, Aquaman, come have a seat. <laughs> All right. All right, what's your name? Scott. Hi, Scott. I'm Bob. Hi, Bob. Good. Do you know these guys? No, I don't. Oh, you should stand up and get to know them. Good. Uh, do you two know each other? Okay. How, is that why you're on this side of the auditorium? <laughs> Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. So that's Scott, right? Yes. Okay, Scott and Nick. Nick. Do, do people know Scott? Yes. Oh, good. Do people know Nick? Yes. 
Oh, good. And JC. JC. Wow. That's a hard one to live up to. Okay. How many people know JC? All right, good. All right, you two come on on over here. Okay, Scott, you just stay right there. Okay, good. All right, now, here's, here's what I want. Um, you know what? I'm going to have you stand up. There, I'm going to push you back just a little bit. Go ahead and have a seat now. There we go. Okay, all right. So, um, uh, JC and Nick. All right, go ahead and uh, face each other. You're friends with each other, yes? Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, what I want to do, I'm going to give you just a few instructions, and I want you to follow my instructions, okay? Yes, sir. Okay, good. I want you to take your right hand and your right hand, and I want you to clasp them together like this. Huh? All right, good. Nice and strong. Wow, good. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Now, I don't want you to hurt each other, but here's what I want you to do. Without letting go, okay, Nick, I want you to take your right hand and touch it to JC's right shoulder. Without letting go, I want you to take your right hand and I want you to touch it to Nick's right shoulder. Are you ready? Are you ready? And begin. Okay, okay, and wait. Awesome, awesome, okay. Now, I want you to relax here now just for a moment and listen to my instructions. Yes, sir. All right, your right hand, your right hand, without letting go, nice and strong, nice and firm. I want you to take your right hand, touch it to his right shoulder. Your right hand, touch it to his right shoulder. Are you ready? And begin. Woo! These guys are All right, all right, all right. Woo! We got a good one going on here. All right. Now, here's the thing. When did I tell you to resist? In your instruction. I did? I said resist? Oh, no, you didn't. I'm okay. You never said. No, you did not. I said in the instruction was the resistance. Oh, it was? What did I say? Tell me, what you did I... You told me to touch his right shoulder as he was touching mine, so when we started, obviously we're going opposite directions. Okay, he says, obviously we're going in opposite directions, therefore resistance is in the very phrase of my question. Where's your wife? I'm this is JC talking here. <laughs> Okay, are you ready? Take your right hand and touch it to his right shoulder without letting go. Take your right hand, touch it to his right shoulder without letting go. Keep your position and begin. All right, take resistance out of the equation. Go. No, you don't. Don't let go. 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 Come on. Go. <laughs> Take resistance out of the equation. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Try it again. Try it again. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Did you see how the flow happened and they worked together when they took resistance out? I mean, the light bulb above his head was so bright. It was just like, boom. Okay. Here, here's, here's the interesting thing is that our default tends to be resistance. As a human being, we will resist. We will resist. Whenever we feel threatened, immediately we go to resistance, okay? So what we want to begin to create is always, and, and that's, it's very important, even in the language of an apology, 
a lot of times people feel as though they're going to lose. And because they're going to lose, I'm going to resist because I'm not wrong. I may have hurt you, but I'm not wrong. You see, and I can defend myself. I can deflect this. I can better explain myself. And do you see the force, okay, that happens here when, when you choose to resist, okay? So that tends to be the default measure in, in our And we find out that okay, no one has to lose when there's love. Good. All right. Go ahead and have a seat, Scott. I'm sorry you missed that illustration. I was standing in front of you. <laughs> but JC's light finally did turn on. Okay. All right, Scott, now what I want you to do is lift your arms. Okay, good. Good. Got it. All right. Now, do we have an injury on one of your arms? That one there. You got to sit down. I am so sorry, Scott. Because I don't want to hurt you any further. Okay, so I need another volunteer right there. Sorry about that, Scott. Oh, Thank you. Go. Everyone clap for Scott. Awesome. And right. I love your shirt. This man, what's your name? Sean. Sean, do you know these guys? You, okay, did you know Scott? Okay, Scott, you need to hang out here a little more. No, no, stay where you are. Stay where you are. But, man, I want him to be smothered with love before he leaves today. Yeah. You got to get to know Scott. Okay, good. All right. Now, your name again was? Sean. Sean. Okay. So Marge is back here. And I know, sorry, Nick, Nick. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you smart one. Okay. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to lift your arms up, make two strong fists. Okay, good. JC, I want you to stand in front here. Do you, do you trust Nick? Okay, Nick is, Nick is going to have your backside, okay? So what I want you to do, okay, what I want you to do, uh, JC, is I want you to take your hands and I want you to push, okay, against, yeah, and push, good, and go. Okay, no, don't, I didn't tell you to do that. Okay, ready, and push. Go ahead, catch him here if he's going to go. Okay, good, all right. Now, let's put him back down, all right, good. Now, did I ever tell you to resist him? No. Okay, so I want you to take resistance out of it, okay? You ready? And go. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, now go back. Now I want you to put resistance back in. You ready? And go. All right, here's, here's the interesting thing. You still got him? Okay. The interesting part about this, oh, keep him back. Yeah, there you go. Just here's hold him like that. Every time that we put resistance into the equation, that is force, and we transfer our energy to the other, and we lose. All right? Now put them back down. Now take resistance out. And now what happened? You see, now he's not losing in this position. Okay? All right, good. Go no, ahead and also, have a seat. One illustration. Can I just yeah. do one more time? Because this okay. is important. Do the, right. do the position again. Assume position. Okay. And, right, and back. And go. Yeah, that there one. Resistance. resistance. Who's in control in this one? You've, you've transferred the energy the Who's other way. Who's got the control? This guy. Right. When you put the resistance down, go ahead and do that. Now, now who's in control? Good. We think that we will have control over the situation if we resist, but we're actually completely losing control, and you're wondering why things aren't working for you. Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks. Go ahead and take your chair. I call this the three R's. There's, there are things in all of our relationships that we experience, and one of them is resentment. There are things that have been said and done to you that never should have happened, 
And it's as though, you know, it's just, I resent that. You know, I, I don't like it. You know, it, it was wrong, whatever it might be. But the whole thing is, is I resent that. If that goes unresolved, then what happens next is I then begin to resist you. I go from resentment to now resistance. And in resistance is where then I begin to build my walls and my barriers. It's, it's where I put my hand up and I say, no more, and you're not coming any closer. And a lot of people stay married just like this. Yeah. It's like, we're going to stay married. We've got yeah. kids. We're going to go do our work. You know, we're going to provide for our family. But you know what? I, in my there, heart, you know, I'm just resisting I, any kind of love I you're giving me. I love my wife, but boy, does she drive me crazy. Yeah. You know, and, and I love and my I, husband, but you know what? I just resent... But it has, it has lived long enough that we've developed 69% of buried pain. Now I'm resisting you. And as a wife, I don't feel like he really hears my heart. And so I'm kind of tired of trying. Like, why do I keep asking him? Whenever but she's I, just far too emotional. But when I go, Anytime you... Anytime that we talk about it, she's always bringing up the past. And when and I say, you really when, hurt when can me we just when you move did on? this. You really hurt me when you did this. And then he explains himself. I didn't himself. mean to. But it hurt me, but I did that because. You see, they never reached number three, or that must have made you feel. And so then what happens is that if that goes unchecked, so you got the resentment, you've got the resistance, and then what happens is the most dangerous, and that's revenge. And revenge is when now... I hope you hurt. I'm going to hurt you. I I'm hope I'm going it hurts. to punish you. I want you to feel my pain. You have no idea what I've been going through. You have no idea of the inner turmoil that I've been wrestling with. You have no idea what you've done to me. You're not listening. You're not understanding. Therefore, I will make you pay. And that means That's revenge. I'm going to cause you pain. Instead of I want to feel your pain, I hope that I'm going to leave you. I'm going to ignore you. I'm going to hide from you. Whatever it will be to make him feel pain of what he did to me, I'm going to make sure I do that. And that is the resistance. You see, that tends to be our default where, again, we're protecting ourselves. And what we want to do is that with a proper apology, it, it honestly, what happens here is that you all win. It is a win-win. And, and a lot of times people feel as though I'm going to lose something here. No, what you're going to gain is a healthy, right relationship. You ready for number four, the layer of the apology? Number one, I'm sorry. Okay, so number three, that must have made you feel, and you describe their pain, okay? Number four is what can I do? Is there anything I can do to make this right? This is restitution. If you um, borrow a friend's rake, and uh, you, you take that rake and you break it, okay? You go back and you have the two pieces, and you say, sorry, buddy, I broke your rake, you know? <laughs> Sorry that happened, and he's just like, well, uh, okay. No, restitution is you go get him a new rake. You see, and you bring it back and say, I'm so sorry I broke your rake, but here's a new one. Restitution. And sometimes, sometimes that it'll means, cost you. And sometimes that means accountability. Like, and if it's a, it's a deep issue, what can I do to make this right? Is there something I, is there something that you want to make me accountable to someone? Do you want me to go to a conference? Do you want me to go through addictive stuff? Like, we, we deal with addictions all the time. Like, what can I do to make this right to, that you would get to a place where I can rectify this way I've hurt because you so much? Because what we want to do is ultimately get the couple back to a place of trust. 
there are four key components to a healthy right relationship, just like the four legs on the chair you're sitting in right now. When you sat down, did anyone check the chair to make sure it would hold you before you sat down? I didn't either, because I... I mean, I, you took all of your glorified weight and you sat right on that thing, <laughs> right? And it's just like, hallelujah, it held me. No, you didn't give it a second thought, okay? In the same way, when you have these four components... Of a relationship, of a you relationship, feel safe. In a healthy in a, manner, growing and established and strong, you have a great place to rest. Wouldn't you... Never think, uh, you never give it a, another thought. Wouldn't you love a relationship like that? Where you're so safe that you don't question anything? When you come home, you recognize that you're going to enter into a home of peace rather than a home full of, you know, arguments and, and uh, you know, fighting and tension. But if your home is the chair kind of home, we call our house the house of mercy. We do. We call it the land of acceptance. In this home, we accept and love each other. We don't always approve of stuff, but we accept each other. You did, see, that's where we get messed up. Like when one of our kids mess up, we think because we're disapproving of what they're doing or they're making a bad choice, therefore we cannot accept them. You can have 100% acceptance even if you don't approve. I want it to make it, e we both have, have an agreement in our home that we want to make it easy for our kids to come home, always. We want them to walk into the threshold of our home and know that mercy rides here. And that's that doesn't I, mean we condone <laughs> sin. It doesn't mean any of that. But we know that they're loved here unconditionally. And that's what I love about your church family. That's what I love about the Rock of Asheville is because I know that in this house, you're accepted. That this is a place of safety. Yeah. A place house where you of can mercy. call home. It is a house of mercy. And so it's very important to be able to be that as a gift to your city and to your community. And to your But home. then you need to translate that into your very own home and into your marriage as well. It's one thing to have it here, but where it really influences the atmosphere and the culture of a city is when we take it home with us. You know, I, I, I know that they'll cover you here. I know that you, this is a safe place to be. But you, what you want to do is you want to create that environment in your marriage. You want to create that environment in your relationships. You want to create that environment in your home. Our family model uh, has been, you know, as long as I can remember, we are a family. That was the first thing. And you need to craft a, a family model for you. You know, who are we as a family? And for ours, it was, we're a family that loves God intimately, each other openly, and the world radically. That's who we are as the Meisner family. It always comes we're, down to that. And so that then are creates we gonna make mistakes? a home of peace, yes. a place of mercy. Yes. We want to make it easy for our children to come home. Okay? So we want that now, kind of marriage. Then how many want that kind of chair and want to know the four legs of a chair? Yeah. I mean, if we have these four components, it gives us that safety that we really want and need. So a healthy, right relationship to begin with these four components. And the first is knowledge and understanding. Knowledge and understanding uh, is it takes a lifetime. Uh, as, as soon as you think that you've figured the other person out, uh, they've changed. You know, I know that I'm far more like God because I change not, but Audrey, she changes all the time. Yeah. And, and you know what? One of the most romantic things Bob can do is to get to know me. 
It's not flowers. It's not a vacation away even. But when I feel, like the other night last week, I was on my way to Canada. And before we left, the night before we left, he asked me questions and he just got to know me. And I felt so loved by him. He was, he was in my heart saying, I want to know this about you, Audrey. I want to understand you. That was romantic. All the whole time I was in Canada away from him, I kept thinking that was romantic. Wow. <laughs> I wouldn't have labeled it that way. I would have labeled it an intense conversation. <laughs> that took a lot of effort to remain in. And you to be did it, though. You pushed through the, the hard Oh, part, I did. And I you, did. you leaned in. You could have right. left that conversation so many times and just said, yes, I'm going I away. I, I'm going to leave now. Yes. But you kept leaning into me saying, I want to understand here, you, okay. Audrey. And here's why. Because she has a pattern, and I knew the pattern. But then I also recognized I know my pattern. And so I was willing to break my pattern to be able to get into her heart. Do you see? Because so we there, had a there cycle. was there, we. You all have a cycle that's going on, but the whole thing was is that I was willing to leave my familiar or my comfort zone in order to enter into her pain, and it was extremely awkward. She calls it romantic. I don't get it, but it was extremely awkward. Girls, do you feel loved when your husband wants to know you and not just know your stuff, but know your heart? Okay, wait a minute, ladies. Is that really true? Ladies, if you're here with your husband, look him in the eye and say yes. Okay. Bob is scared to say, how are you doing and how was your day? Tell me everything. Like, I, I'm looking for the one word answer. Fine. I'm happy with that. Okay. All right. So knowledge, <laughs> knowledge and understanding is the first. Uh, one of the most ne neglected in a healthy, right relationship is respect and honor. That's number two. The number, number two, two leg in the chair. Respect and honor, and it's almost uh, two words that have left the English vocabulary. And I, I really feel for our younger generation, and it, you know, r respect isn't something that you demand, but respect is something that you give. And so we, we need to, in our relationships, in all of our relationships in marriage, to be able to respect and honor one another. The most enduring and enduring uh, component of a healthy, right relationship Third is one. love. Number three is love. Knowledge and understanding, respect and honor, and then the third is love. And that is to hold the other one in high regard. Okay? Consider and you more important than me. More important. Then number four tends to be the most fragile. Now, if this one is broken, you can still kind of balance on a three-legged chair. But what is so essential in, in a relationship is trust. That's and trust the, the fourth is one. that fourth leg. And it can break so easy on a chair. As soon as you don't trust that person to, to know your heart, even if it's a little thing, what, then you're just having that marriage on a three-legged chair your whole life. Yeah. And it's amazing when trust is established. You, you take a look at it in business. Uh, you take a look at it in family and relationship. When you when trust, fully trust each other, boy, can you accomplish You can go fast. That's when one can chase a thousand and two can chase ten thousand. We when don't question each other. We just trust each other. Oh, we should do it that way. Okay, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. Let's go. Let's go. So the whole thing is, is that we all have evidence. We all have things in our lives 
that we can hold against the other person where trust has been broken. So the big question we get asked is, when will I be able to trust my husband again? When will I be able to trust my wife again? And that is a valid question. When? Is there an answer to that question? No. In our marriage relationship, I worked two years hard just being as perfect as I could possibly be so that he would trust me again. I did anything he loved. I was so behaved. I was so perfect. And I just was exhausted. And I was wondering, how many hoops am I going to have to go through so that one day you're going to trust me again so that we can have this back again? And, it, and, and it, it's true. He could have kept me in the prison of those hoops for a lifetime. But I want to tell you something. There was a day when Bob gave me the greatest gift. He's given me a lot of great gifts over the years. But the most beautiful and cherished cherished gift he gave me was the gift of trust and he decided to give it to me because we find out everyone thinks that trust is earned everyone thinks that and there's truth to that however when it really comes to the end of it trust becomes a gift he gave me this gift of trust saying you know what enough is enough we've been down this journey in this road far enough we've been working through this and now I'm, I'm just going to give you that gift of trust. And it became a moment. And can you imagine how I felt when he gave me that gift? Do you think I'm going to abuse this gift? Do you think I'm going to throw it away? I cherish the gift of trust that he gave me. And believe me, I am going to live up to the trust that he gave me. When he gave me the hoops, I felt paralyzed and I felt frustrated and I felt exhausted. But when he gave me a gift, I can easily live up to that and follow moral code and do everything else to live up to the trust that I can reassure him that I would never want to have an affair again. But thank you, honey, for that gift. Honestly, thank you, sweetie. Yeah. And in, in parenting, one of the greatest gifts that you can give your children is a gift of trust. Our, we have a 15-year-old son, <laughs> and we're teaching him to better manage his gift of trust, <laughs> right? Because it really is a very, very precious gift that you don't want to violate. And we always don't, when, when, when the kid leaves the door, we don't say, now don't do this or this or that. Don't do that. We have one word to say to him. Remember, Remember who, who you are. are. Right? Remember who you are. Remember, Remember who, who we you are. are in the kingdom. Remember who you are. You see, because when your identity, when the truth is established in your heart, I told my, my son, I said, you need to begin to establish some non-negotiables in your life. Just some real absolutes. And then you don't have as many rules. If, if your family has non-negotiables, you don't have to have as many rules. You know what I mean? I don't like rules that much. I know. But okay. <laughs> but if you remember who you are and you have your non-negotiables. Okay, sorry. No problem. I feel like my pauses have been a little too long today because she's on top of me. You like it when I'm on top of you. All right. All right. 
She's so brave in public. <laughs> All right, the whole thing, remember, remember, remember who you are. Remember who you are. Here's the thing, when you begin to establish some non-negotiables in your life, 80% of any question that'll come your way is already answered. Okay? So begin to establish some of those in your life. Okay, my love. The last layers of the oh, apology. Okay. Uh, what can I do to make it right? And the last one was, I plan to never do this again, and I will put in place everything I have to do to not ever hurt you like that again. I might make a mistake, but it is my heart to not do that again. And then the last one is just, will you please forgive me? And that's their choice. You can't force them. Force of anything is our F word in our house. You can't force the plan of God to be the way you want your plan of God to be. You can't force anything. We have peace in our hearts knowing that, you know what, I don't have to, I just get to sing my song. I don't have to compare myself to others or other relationships. We're just called to sing our song in this world. Good. All Thank right. Thank you, sweetie. Hey, I, we're done. We're not done, but I mean, we're done for today. Oh, but we get to pick a name. Yeah, we'll do oh, that. Oh, I forgot about but that. Let's pray before we do that, okay? Uh, this is a, an important moment, and the art of an apology, you know, taking the resistance out, beginning to deal with the 69% of that buried pain, you know, uh, just beginning to recognize what forgiveness is and let that begin to be, you know, uh, layers being taken off. I'm going to choose to forgive you today. I'm going to take that offense and send it away. When it wants to return, I'm going to take that offense and I'm going to send it away. Here's why. Because I desire you and I want you. And that's the love of a father. Before I ever wanted him, he wanted me. And he pursued me in his everlasting love through his son, Jesus. He pursued me in his love. And he took my offense and he paid the price and he sent it away. Father, thank you. Thank you for that. And for each marriage, for each relationship, each couple that's here, each family that's represented, every child, every man, every woman here. Father, might we experience the extravagance of your love and the forgiveness that you've extended to us. And if you're sitting beside your spouse, and if you aren't, just if they're close by, just go and sit beside your spouse. I want you to hold each other's hands. You can keep your eyes closed. But if you have heard, if you just want to acknowledge to your spouse, I heard this, I don't want to resist, and I want to learn how to apologize to you so that I am just hearing your heart. Can you just squeeze your, your spouse's hand if you have a willingness that that's what you want to do, that you have heard this message and you want to hear them, to hear their heart, just squeeze their hand. And before you walk out the doors today, I want you to just make a plan of when you're going to actually just visit on a deep way yeah. of when you're going to get that. Just Good. have an amazing conversation of getting to know each other Good. deeper. Well, amen. Let today be the first day. Let, you know, today is a new day yeah. and his mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness.